0: On your this is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron, and I am joined by Mike Gendron, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Uh, Steve, the Red Sox didn't get any relief pitchers, um, but don't don't panic. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> Can uh, Steve? <laughs> don't. I'm not panicking. Panic. I said I'm, don't panic. I'm not panic. I'm not panic. It'll be all right. Can't lose our composure out there. Um, right. And as always, at the House of Sav, we got a shirtless Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little unprepared because I thought we were gonna start in ten minutes later, but uh, the boys apparently were ready to go a little bit, a little bit earlier than normal tonight. Um, I am drinking a mini beer, though. I went to the store to try and buy a couple beers, and I ended up—I don't want to show the brand because it's not one of our sponsors, but it's one of those mini beers that comes in a seven. Seven ounce bottle. of Seven ounce. ounce bottle. Yeah, I'm just gonna show it. You can you can blur it out, but I look at <laughs> that little cute little guy. He's horrible. <laughs> like, what do I do with this thing? Well, so yeah. Now well, I do. That's I mean, what I. That's what I need for. My beer. Beer. That's what so, I need when we run beer miles, right there. <laughs> what is the point of that? I I honestly have no idea. I was so surprised when I opened up the box and was like these little mini beers. But then now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe I just sold myself. So hot day like today. Yeah, you have one beer. It already gets warm by the time you know you're done, unless you're, you're you know shoving it a beer pile. Carbonation starts well, to go down. Trent, is it possible that the beer is not small? You just grew, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even considered that proposition. So but wait, uh, so Trent, Trent, did you buy the case of beer not knowing there were many beers, and then you opened it up and there were many beers? Yeah, I just went in. I bought the the case because normally you find these in 18 so then i found a 24 of it and i was like that's more my style you know i'm a 24 (laughs) guy, not an 18 guy but then i realized when i opened up they must sell a 24 because it's the little ones oh man it was so heartbreaking that must be one of the most disappointing things in the world You, you crack open a case of beer ready to ready to have a nice cold beer on a hot day and you find out that you accidentally bought the mini beers it just, well, like, fits in my hand. Like, it's just, like, what is this little thing? It's like a <laughs> shot. It's like I'm having a, a nip. I had to sneak nips into the concert or something. Maybe it's for people who, like, don't want to, f- like, feel horrible about themselves for drinking 10 beers on a Wednesday night. Well, the problem with that, though, is you end up drinking 20 if they're half beers. Well, that's, a good, that's a good point. And it just makes you feel worse. They a beer yeah. too quickly. <laughs> All right. We still haven't cracked the code yet. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll brainstorm, we'll, uh, we'll have a meeting of the minds, we'll open up to the listeners, see if anybody has an idea of why they would sell mini beers, <laughs> and uh, we'll report back to everybody. All right, enough beer talk. We have some controversy to address. So it, it turns out that some of our takes in our USA Championship recap ruffled some feathers. And like we've said before, the P2E boys aren't afraid to ruffle some feathers, we're not afraid to drum up some controversy. Um, so what everybody was upset, what, Trent, why don't you talk about what people were upset about? Cause you seem to be somewhat of a neutral party in this. Yeah. So the, the big thing that jumped out to our listeners, um, and I got an earful of it as soon as I saw some people in person was, was Steve, your, your take about Centro letting Ingalls take the victory, but people weren't that mad at you. You know, they expect you to come out firing with hot takes. People were mad at, uh. At Michael and myself for not standing up and, and really just shutting you down for, for you talking <laughs> out of your ass like that. So, you know, I got a lot of slack for it. And then I saw it on the social media. I don't know if we want to read the whole whole post, but it was it was a ruthless attack. And I think some people agree with them that, you know, there's no way Central would ever let Ingles take the USA championship just because he's his friend. Hold on. So uh, this this controversy was brought to my attention. Um, as soon as the almost as soon as the podcast dropped. And I want to defend myself here. Centro really hasn't cared this summer. He hasn't cared about any races. We've seen him race in some warm-up races. It's almost as if he's kind of training through this summer. He's training through USA Championship. So we can tell by his races leading up to this USA Championship that he's just not into it. All right. And we all know that Engels is his boy, right? Engels is his training partner. It's, it's his buddy, right? And so I'm not saying he completely rolled over and he just let him have it. What I'm saying is the motivation to track him down in the last straightaway might not have been there. Steve, that is not the take you had right after the race. Run the taste back. Run the taste back. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it was something along twist those lines. It, a little twisted, because Steve, the reason why I didn't put up a bigger fight, because when you first said that, I was like, no freaking way he's going to give up the the W. But you said it so convincingly. Like, you had me sold. I was like, damn, I never I never thought about that. I never knew how close those guys were. Like, they must be on another level. Like, you, you had me so convinced that it happened in a matter of, like, 10 seconds just by your, you know, your conviction and your passion for the take. Do you guys know... Like what the prize is for winning USA championships? Do you know what the cash prize is? Not a, not a clue. Take a guess. Uh, winning one event, I'd say it's like oh, maybe like fifty thousand dollars. Johnny, you got a guess? Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. If you win MVP in the NBA, I think it's like ten mil or something like that. Or so I would say like twenty million dollars. Oh my! All God. right, <laughs> let's make let's make a legitimate no, no. guess take no, a legitimate say, guess at I would say uh 50? I would say 80. 80k. Okay. So 50k, 80k. Okay. The, wait, cash, wait, prize, on this? the on this? cash prize The cash prize. I the cash prize. No, this is going to help me make my point. The cash prize for finishing first in the 1500 meters at come USA on, Championship is $8,000. The prize for second place is $6,000. Okay. You think Centrowitz, a gold medalist, gives a shit about two thousand dollars. I'm sure. I'm sure he cares about it. I like. I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been nice. Okay, but he sees his boy up there. He doesn't really care about this season. He's focused on another gold medal next year. You think he cares about two thousand dollars? Give me a break. That means nothing to him. Okay, Mike, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> so I got beef, and I don't want to drag anybody's name through the mud here so I won't attach a name we'll just say generically we'll call this person a generic name like Joe we'll say Joe Joe seems like a pretty generic <laughs> name, pretty generic name. <laughs> so Trent I I can't attest to what the earful you got was when you you know talk to people but what I can attest to is this like I said whatever Joe um said on Instagram and what Joe said on Instagram Wasn't a problem with Steve's take. And it wasn't a problem with Trent. 100% of it was directed at me. Why do (laughs) I have an issue with that? Because, like Steve said, run back the tape. I literally said, Steve, that's a debatable take. That was the first thing I said. But my whole point was I don't like Centro. So regardless of how bad Steve's take was, I was going to go with it because it made Centro sound like a little baby. So I was like, anything that will make Centro sound like a baby, I'm going to get by him. I definitely do not think that he gave it up, but it supported my take. It supported everything that I say about Centro. So I was like, if Steve wants to say it, go ahead. The fact that I got called out for, I I believe the words were, just rolling over and letting Big Brother say whatever he wants is so ridiculous because it wasn't an argument. It was Mike taking the opportunity to crap on Centro a little bit more, and then Trent doesn't say anything, doesn't even have a take, and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't get pulled into this at all, okay? So Steve has the take. Trent doesn't defend it. Mike goes on a separate tangent, and this coward Joe Decides to come after me because he thinks I'm the easy target. Get on the show, Joe. All right, let's let's take it out because I got some words for you, buddy. All right, you are a coward. That was a coward take, and I I don't even know what else to say to you. Unbelievable! Just the the gall, the gall to go publicly on like and this dude writes a novel. He writes like a book on Instagram, calling out me <laughs> for this did, garbage. He did write a lot. Come at me, Joe. All right, <laughs> you my you are you're, you're a coward. You are a coward. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I, I don't know why you got to drag me into this. I'm I'm the likable one on the podcast. Because park, you got right? let off the my, hook. My listeners love how you got of let off style. the hook. And you know, I I took the high road on this one, and I did it in a way that was respectful to everybody involved. And and now you're dragging me to the muck. So I don't appreciate that, bro. I don't appreciate you making me pick sides here. Listen, I'll get. I, I'm ready to get it with everybody. I'm ready to make enemies. I, I was calling out a million people on the last episode. I was crapping on Blank and Chip. I was clapping, crapping on Centro. Now I'm crapping on you and I'm crapping on this Joe clown. That's it. Mike versus the world, right now. I don't care, Mike. Okay, so I need to, I need to reel, I need to reel the squad back here. Like I need to put things in perspective because, like, I think we need to pull back on the Centro hate. Okay. Like, let, let's just say this, okay? Mike, who's your favorite athlete of all time? It's a tie between Thomas Edward Brady and Christopher Trotman Nixon. Okay. All right. So let's just go with Tom Brady for a second, okay? Let's <laughs> I go with Tom Brady. Tom, the guy's a winner. He cares about Super Bowls. He doesn't care about anything else in his life. As soon as the season ends, as soon as he wins a Super Bowl, the clock in his gym starts counting down to the next Super Bowl. Centro, yeah cares about those gold medals. That's what the guy cares about. Mm. As soon as the Olympics end, the clock in his head is ticking down to his next opportunity to oh, okay. win a gold medal. Mm. No, no, winning Mm-mm. winning $1,000 at a USA championship is like the money. celebrating it's like Peyton Manning stopping a game to celebrate a touchdown record in the middle of the field. No, it doesn't no. matter. The only thing horrible, in the, sport, no, no, thing. the only thing in this sport that matters is those gold medals. No. Okay? Okay. You're right. Tom Brady Counts on the clock down to the next Super Bowl. But you don't think he cares about week seven? Only because it's going to help him get to the Super Bowl. This is the USA Championship. Are we really going to defend? Again, I don't believe that Centro threw this race. But the idea of like training through and throwing throwing the USA Championship is 100% against anything that Tom Brady would ever do. Every time Tom Brady steps on the field, he wants to win. And in your takes... That's not centro. So comparing those two, ridiculous, terrible take. Centro's got to win. Like, Next. Like five more times before you can c- compare him with Tom Brady. Well, yeah. it's hard when his Super Bowl only comes around once every four years. The USA Championship can be a ah. quasi Super Bowl. All right, I stand. I stand by. And you know what? My argument proves that he's a good dude too because he wants his boy to have a usa championship he let's, wants his boy who who isn't who isn't the nike's top running athlete to get a couple extra thousand dollars in his pocket all right let's talk about that though because because i agree with mike by like using that as a way of shitting on Centro. if you're if you're gonna let your boy win like that's that's a that's a i don't know that's a low move right there like where is the satisfaction, of Ingles? If you know Central could have come from behind, but you didn't. Like, I don't care if you're you're my best friend. I'm not gonna let you take a title like that in front of me at the USA Championships. So I don't think. I mean, yeah, maybe he's maybe he's a good dude, a good friend, but that doesn't make me like him. Like, go all out and make your boy earn it. Well, maybe I'm not, I'm not claiming that either of you are my best friend. But if you were, I wouldn't let you win shit, Mike. If I had a gold medal in my pocket. I might let you take the USA Championship. Yeah, we'll we'll see when that day comes. I'm feeling fired up today, boys. (laughs) Yeah, you're being a little fighty. You got got angry, Mike, on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, well, some other big news that came out shortly after USA Championship, our boy Bryce Hopple deciding that he is going to forego his senior year at Kansas and go pro. He made an announcement last night that— uh he to it was it was an announcement to to the university of kansas saying that you know essentially thank you for for the past three years but i've decided to to go pro what do you guys think about that i don't know i i really don't i don't i guess the only reason i can think that he's doing it is because he's trying to set himself up for the olympics right he's trying to focus focus solely on the olympics no why would he want to do that mike because he wants all right again. No 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 why would he want to focus on the Olympics, Mike? Because he wants to want to go medal. Okay. I just Wait. trapped you. I just trapped oh, you uh, right, uh, right uh, in front Yeah. no he, no, no you didn't. Pro. He's going pro because the Olympics are the most important thing to any runner, and he sees an opportunity to go after the Olympics in here. He's 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 on team USA. He, he has an opportunity to train the next year to focus solely on the Olympics, and he is going after it. And I love it. I'm not saying I, don't, I dislike it. What I'm saying is I'm a little confused by it because he had one year left in college. And I hate to break it to everybody, but a, being a professional runner is not guaranteeing anything. You could, be, you could be done next year, and then you're in, you just finished three years of college. He dominated the NCAAs. He could go out there, throw it down one more time, and still race at the Olympics. He was still competing on America's greatest stage. He's about to go to a world championship after a coll- collegiate season. Why couldn't—I mean, he's still going to be training. It's not like he's not going to be training at college. Why not go finish out your senior year, dominate the college world, get back into the professional world— Go to the trials, qualify, go to the Olympics, and win there. Like I, I don't, I don't get why he can't do that. Yeah, Mike, I, uh, I don't disagree with you. I feel like Bryce, you know, he got all excited after qualifying for Worlds. He's out, he's partying a little bit, maybe one too many to drink. You know, he's trying to impress some ladies, and an agent comes up and is like, "Hey, man, you know, he has." he has a couple stacks if you want to, like, hit the club later or buy that girl, you know, some jewelry <laughs> or something. And Bryce is getting all fired up, so he takes it. And then the next morning, he's like, oh, snap. I'm now, you know, ineligible, so uh, just I'm just going to go pro. I could see, like, something like that happening to me if I were in Bryce Hopple's shoes. But, <laughs> but I agree, like, you can get – is the training that different between being over in, what's it, Lawrence, Kansas with the Jayhawks or uh, or being on whatever pro team he decides to end up on? Um, I know we don't have to go to class anymore, but – He could have just skipped class and like skated by on whatever grades he's got, and um, you know, graduated and had that degree and be on the college campus. So I'm not. uh, I mean, I get it. You know, you want to be pro, but I'm not sure I would have made the same decision. No, I mean, so here, here's the reason he did it. I mean, um, and it's pretty obvious. It is so. No, I'm, I'm serious on this one. Joe cannot refute this, this. Take, okay um it is generic, so generically joe g- the the generic joe cannot refute this take. <laughs> it is so hard to make money as a professional runner in this sport and he has the opportunity over the next year to cash in where he's kind of proven himself to be on that you know at that level where he could be he'll, he'll probably be most you know most likely be one of the guys representing as long as he stays healthy and stays on his trajectory he'll be one of the guys representing the usa in the olympics next year hopefully um and through that process through qualifying through going olympics you kind of open yourself up for for bonuses and cash and you know prizes and all that stuff if he's a college runner he can't accept any of that prize prize money um and mike you said it like Anything can go wrong in this sport. Your window to make money in this sport is so short. You can always go back and get the rest of your college degree. You can always do it. But his number one goal as the best 800 runner in college right now is to go pro and to take advantage of what every runner wants, and that's the Olympics. So I actually think what he's doing right now is a genius move. He's going to be able to go to Worlds. He's going to be able to get that USATF bonus. I think there's a bonus for going to Worlds. Um Actually, he'll he'll be able to collect the prize money. I think in the um, from from uh, from the USA Championship by declaring pro, um, and and you know it, it's really an opportunity for him to cash in, collect that prize money, sign on with the brand. Um, there's going to be a ton of hype for track heading through this next year, so a brand's probably going to be willing to pay him a decent amount of money to be one of the top 800 runners in the country. Guy's got to cash in when while he can. I completely support his decision. That's no, right. Be- that that that's a a well broken down. I think it's a good take, and I I agree with you. I think you're right. Um, but I just want to make it very clear, Bryce. Don't forget where you came from, bro. That's right. Oh, don't forget where you came from. That's right. right? Don't don't get don't get all uh, you know big wig on us now that you're a pro. Don't 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 get this attitude. Don't get like my boy Central and think you're too good for us. Just remember right. we just remember who gave you your first break. Yeah, I mean he. Uh... He, like like a champ, he reposted our, our video, which was an awesome video by the way, so we, we threw up a video as soon as he qualified for Team USA, we threw up a video he liked it, he reposted it on his Instagram story, and I think between between you know him posting it on his Instagram story and then him deciding to go pro and collect the prize money, he took it down like like five hours later. Um, but hey, man, you, he's still he's still all up in our Instagram, liking everything we do. So you know, remember remember the guys who knew you before you went on this this championship streak. Well, I got a theory on that, Steve. Right? He obviously you know he raced Centro a couple weeks before. He's all bros with <laughs> them. Word got back to Centro about my hot takes on him. He sees Bryce posting stuff from us, hits up his boy Bryce. He's like, hey, Bryce, you should go pro, bro. Also, take down that garbage from peak too early. Those clowns. This is Centro's doing, I'm telling you. No, we'll see about that. Centro, (laughs) you are more than welcome to come on. I'm a Centro guy. Please Please come come on on the podcast. I got your back, boy. Yeah, Mike, if you're right, where Centro had some... Uh, a sway on Bryce taking that video down. I'm selling out right now, dude. We we are such a pro Centro podcast. We are all about Centro. <laughs> favorite runner in the game. He's the man. I'm putting money on him. Let's go, Centro. If Centro I mean, comes on the podcast, I'm gonna get he has that he has that goofy tattoo across his test, chest. I'll get the same tattoo as him if he comes on the podcast. Whoa. Are you, are you, <laughs> on, will you go on the record right now saying that yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll get all right. I'll get, like, a mini one somewhere else. I don't want the chest <laughs> tap, but I'll, I'll get an ode to Centro somewhere on my body. Can you imagine how good that content with me, with me just screaming at him for, like, 40 minutes? It'd be awesome. Well, he I would own you. Let's I be don't. honest. He would own you. <laughs> I don't think so. You would leave that him, interview being the, I'd be being the biggest him. Centro fan of all time. I'd be ready for him. Can we start making the <laughs> tattoo guarantees for other people, too? Like, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of guests that if we had on here, I would totally get a, a tattoo somewhere on my body. Maybe not like the chest tattoo, but uh I got, I got a plenty of, you know, of empty body space for some ink. So let's let's get some what, big names who, on. Who, who, who do you want on? Who who Lopez. <laughs> you get a Lopez. Yeah, Lopez was to say Lopez among. Yeah. yeah. Definitely get a Lopez tat. Um Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, i promise you if, if tom brady ever wants to come on peak too early i'll get a big 12 tattooed on my back i'll get, get right a mike tyson face tattoo <laughs> oh man um hey guys what the hell is going on with flow track right now all of their coverage <laughs> it's all youth track it's like it is the most is like the weirdest and most annoying thing in the world like every time i open up social media it's just like all this youth youth coverage from flow track and not even youth these are, like, infants. Yeah. It's, like, seven-year, like, they're, it's, I don't know, it's the AAU, like, Junior Olympics or something like that, and they're literally, like, seven- and eight-year-olds racing, and flow has got, like, full coverage. They, like, are pumping it up, like, it's some massive event, and they have all these promo videos, and it's just, like, a bunch of toddlers running around in, like, headbands and stuff it's like weird. that. It's, it's weird. It's so weird. And who... Who in their right mind thinks it's a good idea to send their kid to this thing? <laughs> yeah. like why are you Why are you making your kid run an 800 meter race when he's eight years old? It's because Flow Track's covering. You get your kids some publicity. You get him famous. Isn't I don't know a ton about coaching and ton of like the you know the the you know, biomechanics and physiology that goes into running. But I do know that if you try to become, like, a like a competitive distance runner at, like, eight years old, you're going to screw yourself up. Absolutely. <laughs> and, like, who is, like – like, we just had the watch party for USAs. Like, are people having, like, watch parties, having all their boys over, slugging down some beers, putting down some bed on these eight-year-olds, bombing through 400s? This is like I saw these clips and it's like all these kids just like zigzagging through. You. They don't even know what they're doing out there, but they all, all the get-ups they're wearing, like the spandex shorts, and they got like sunglasses on and stuff. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Mike, <laughs> you, know who's, you know who's having that party? Us next year. It's <laughs> yeah, <sounds yeah>. like <laughs> blast. You tell me I wouldn't bet on that. I probably would <laughs> there was one awesome video though. did you see the video of like the kid that took the lead in the eight hundred and he was just dabbing down the home stretch? I was, that tired. was that was an awesome video. That was the one video where i laughed I laughed out loud, but the rest just like, this is just weird. I gotta i gotta i gotta I gotta unsubscribe from flow track. The funniest part about that one was like the first of all, the race wasn't even close to over, and there was a kid like right behind him. but the kid just <laughs> just dripping confidence was just dabbing down the home stretch as he's out kicking somebody. Is was was unreal. What's what's amazing to me. um, And something I think I've only recently discovered through this podcast is there is a lot going on in the world of track and field and distance running. Like it always seems like there's a new event that's on our radar that we're getting excited about. Like we just had USA's, um, you know, last weekend, let's, uh, Let's do some more stories on that, like give me some winner interviews, like give me some more details on race strategy. And then world seems it's right around the corner and there's all sorts of like meets going on across the world. So uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about other than, you know, six year olds doing somersaults down the the straightaway. (laughs) No, it's funny you say that, Trent, because like when we first started this five months ago, you know, there was definitely a piece of me that was like, what are we going to talk about most of the time? Because, like, I, you know, before I really kind of dove into it and, like, started paying attention to to track and, you know, all the meets going on, I was like, there's not that many events. But it seems like there's there's stuff going on, like, it's every nonstop. couple of weeks. Yeah. It's yeah. really nonstop. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's like, yeah, we have worlds right around the corner. And, Steve, you brought this up. I wanted to, to touch upon this. You brought this up a few episodes ago, and I had to, like, pump the brakes on you. And I know we have worlds coming up, so we still have that to focus on but i am very much willing to say finally it is officially cross country season well mike i saw so this was like this was like the signifier for me this was like you know it was like a it was like a light at the end of the tunnel it was like when i start getting those cross country butterflies in my stomach i saw today i saw my first promo video for hard knocks and once you see that that video for right. hard knocks you know that cross country season is right around the corner. Absolutely. Like, I mean, the, the past week of, of running has been probably the most miserable week of running I've I've had in a very, very long time. It's been, you know, 90 plus humid, just awful. I, I had to run at the gym yesterday because it was way too hot and humid, just sweating like crazy. I went for a run. I went for a run an hour and a half ago. I'm still sweating. I need to change my t-shirt. But like once you once you kind of get to it, get into the end of the summer, you start seeing those hard knocks promos. Oh, baby, it's almost cross-country season. I cannot wait. Steve, and before we go more on cross-country, because it's huge, is that a phenomena that only runners know? The like post-shower still sweating? Like, that <laughs> so, is, we, we all know exactly what we're talking about here, but it is such a weird thing that you could spend like 10 minutes in a cold shower, put new clothes back on, and you're sweating just as much as you were when you finished the run. Yep. How does that even happen? I have no idea. I have but, no idea. So so back to it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, and, like, we've gotten real track nerdy over the last couple months really breaking down races and talking about athletes. But, like, in our hearts, we're all distance runners. We're all cross-country runners. And, yeah, you said Heart Knocks comes around. Like, we're gearing up for football season. This is our football season. We're gearing up for cross-country. I mean, I still love football, like, a lot. But gearing up for cross-country because – that's what it's all about. And like you were talking about hard knocks, can you, we should like do a, a, a hard knock segment <laughs> for a cross country team? Like, yeah. what would that look like? It'd be a lot of shower scenes, right, Trent? <laughs> yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> no, it'd be a lot of like, you come in, you know, you're important for cross country and certain people are out of shape, certain people are in shape, and then the drama, people are falling off in the runs, and uh, it would be like the fakest drama of all time. But it'd it be hilarious, no fun, actually. Like, yeah, how, like the cameras, like, Oh, and this guy's falling off. You know, it's only five miles into the run today, and in reality, he just need to take a piss. But <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could see, I could see the the, I can see the promo now. It, you know, cuts over the Stonehill football field. You got the the sprinklers going, and then you got Karen Bowen there. You know, whipping her, whipping her, uh, her stopwatch around her finger, yelling at you guys. You know, you know. We'll you see who did the training this summer. <laughs> yeah. we used to have uh, uh. There was a there was a, a girl who ran for Bentley when I was there. Her name was Melissa Nash and she was a pretty pretty fast five K runner. I think she was like, you know, right around seventeen flat. And uh my coach used to call it the Nash equilibrium. And within the <laughs> within the first two weeks of, of uh of you know, camp, he would do like a five K time trial. And if you can't get below the Nash equilibrium, you got cut. <laughs> oh, I love it. That'd be a great scene, full of drama. <laughs> yeah. Even though there, there there was always a couple kids that were like, you know, you know 17 10 17 15, 15 He never had the heart to cut him, but that was that was the thing. You got to he would send us emails all summer being like, you got to get below the Nash equilibrium or else you can't be on this team. Oh, or you're no, talking the guys team. Oh yeah, the guys team. So oh, I was so, thinking- the, so you had to get you had to get faster than the fastest woman to be on the or else or else he wasn't even going to put up with you that season. These little beers are adding up cuz I was like How does that make any sense? You got to (laughs) be the best runner on the team to make the team? What kind of team is (laughs) it? Well, I remember we used to, um, like, during our preseason, every single night we try and do something, like, as a team. And, you know, we'd call it, like, bonding moments like that. Really, I think it was, like, designed by coach years ago to, like, distract people from, like, wanting to go out and party and drink and stuff like that. But whatever, that's fine. And what it really evolved into because the guys and girls teams were supposed to do it together was the guys finding any way to, like, dupe the girls into not doing the same thing as us. So, like, we would tell them we were going mini golfing (laughs) and then, like, hours before change the plans to go bowling to see if we could get the girls to not come with us. So I could see the hard knocks drama of, like, the guys team and girls team. Like, there would be some sick segments about that. That would be pretty good. (laughs) And then Trent – I remember for years there was, like, a strict rule of, like, no drinking during preseason. Me and you just, my senior year, was just like, you know what? Nope, that's not happening. <laughs> I, got, I got the fifth-year status, and I was like, I got I like to serve my, you know, force as a fifth-year. I'm going to have two <laughs> beers before bowling tonight. Well, did you guys? So you guys actually, you guys actually adhered to those rules for most of your college. Oh yeah, Fresh, freshman through junior year, it was a strict no drinking. Me and Trent made the executive decision one year. We were bringing nips to bowling night, and it got a little out of hand. The other thing too, though, is like coaches make a a statement during preseason. Like you have, you know, we're two a days, long runs, and she used to kick your ass during like a big tough workout to kind of set the statement, you know, for the freshman and for the upperclassmen that came out of shape, like. You know, just because you didn't train as hard as you could have or as smart as you could have, you still got to work out. So it was like hard to even when me and Mike drank. It wasn't like we were, you know, having too many, just a few. But yeah, it it was a hard week. Preseason was always the worst because it was because you do two a day. So you're 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 working hard, but you're also, you know, when you're not at practice, you're drinking. So it's (laughs) uh it was like it was like you were you were you were running hard. You were running well, but you were running hungover most of the time. So it's like once the you know, once the school year started, it was like, you know, going for a training run just was felt so much easier. It's like taking the donut off the bat. I remember during preseason, you know, you'd have the first couple of days that were like kind of like the quasi tryouts or whatever. So you'd have like a little workout in there and all kinds of stuff. But then like the first like real day of practice, coach would pull like a select few of people like into her office that morning and basically tell them like you are going out there and you're dropping like six fifteens this entire run. like it is your it is your goal today to drop every single freshman to drop everybody who didn't do their summer training like and you know, you know my first couple of years there I didn't know it was happening. obviously, like I figured it out along the way, and senior year, I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense that this run was designed for like coach like puts it in these guys' heads like this this run is to pretty much break people like that was what <laughs> the run was designed for. Oh man, the good old days. The, the good, good old, old days. days right. But you, but you, you, you get every once in a while. You get that you know kind of crisp day where it drops below seventy degrees, and you can just feel that fall right oh around my the corner. God. I need Woo! it so bad. I need we it. We so haven't bad. had it. We haven't had it in way too long in Boston. I know. I know. You well, know, you know what I can't wait for is leaf catching season. Oh. That's you no know, cross country is, and gear. Is when you're out there catching leaves, laying out on the sidewalk, trying to catch some leaves. That's what it's all about. I don't know if people from New England, non-New Englanders, know what leaf catching season is. Oh well, I mean, then you should probably come run cross country in New England and get it figured out. You know, uh, so you that know- that's your cue to explain what leaf catching season is, Mike. I listen. I know, but I figured I would just prompt them to move here. No, I mean, I I mean, we have seasons here in New England because we are a superior region of the country and really of the world we we celebrate four seasons and all the leaves change these beautiful gorgeous colors that you don't get to see anywhere else in, in the world really and uh, they all fall from the trees and on your runs you know it turns into dead sprints trying to try and catch these leaf count your your leaf count people are getting bodied people are laying out it's a physical it's it really makes the runs a uh, a physical sport but more so like it makes you faster because you're basically turning into a fart worker workout like every like five seconds you're, you're doing like dead sprints to try and catch leaves yeah and the, and the most important part is you keep your tally for the entire season so what we should do is this fall we should, oh, yeah. keep a, we should keep a p2e tally put some money on that yeah yeah why not my favorite my favorite part about leaf catching is when something weird happens and it's like may or something but it's super windy and a, a yeah. this comes off and so you haven't been able to catch a leaf for six months now but all of a sudden there's a leaf like coming down you may yep. be, you may not even be running you may be at work you may be in the middle of boston and there's cars coming and there's a bike lane and there's segways but you just have to like get out there no regard for your safety and catch that leaf it's that's my favorite you, you, you bump into a lot of segways out there on your run trent there's a Segway tour that goes right outside my <laughs> office. Fair enough. There. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Tourist tour. Uh, they always look like they're not having that much fun, but. <laughs> so I think what what is when's Leafs season? I think the the opening date would probably be September first, right? Yeah, I mean it'd be early, and the leaves would be probably a little few and far between. It's still pretty. But pretty every once up. in a while, you get that road yeah. leaf. That you know just ah. falls in the middle of the run and it's just like everybody makes a dead out you know dead out sprint for it. Uh. It's it's probably like preseason. I'd say it's like it's like leaf preseason and then like the regular season is October, end of October, early November. That's when you're in like playoff playoff leaf catching season, championship season. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of championship season, we have some of the world's elite athletes going after the the world beer mile classic. This Saturday, I believe is it is' the third is that Saturday? Uh, yeah, yep yeah. Oh, this yeah. Saturday. so we got we got our guys. we got our guy, uh, you know Gabe Giglione, we got Lewis Kent. we got Chris Robertson. They're all going after the championship. Uh, yeah Chris Robertson posted a a video today. dudes looking fit. He says he's he ready does. to roll. he's ready to roll. I mean, he's you know he's got, it's no it's gonna be tough going up against uh, Corey Bellamore, you know, kind of the the odds-on favorite, the the world record holder, but like he was telling us, you know, something could happen. You know, I mean, if if Corey Bellamore has his best day and he drinks, uh, you know, he he he, you know, he fit, he falls within the regulation of beer left over, he's gonna win. But if Chris catches him, or you know, even Lewis catches him on a day where, um, you know, he he kind of falls off or he has a bad day, anybody can win. So we're gonna be watching. I was texting with Lewis earlier this week and he said that the the you know the streaming and watching they're not paying a company this year in the past they paid a company to kind of stream it um they're not paying somebody this year but they're gonna figure out a way to stream it and so he's gonna share it and and i'll I'll probably put it out on our on our instagram to to share if anybody else wants to watch it yeah and well yeah so obviously this is monday that you guys are listening to this recording before the weekend um so we don't know who won yet but trent's talked about this in the past like our guests like it's it's kind of like watching our friends out there this one's like even more so because some of the beer milers have you know related to us a little bit more and we've been able to develop some pretty cool relationships and just good guys yeah chris gabe and lewis like just really awesome guys we had like lewis like Super in in our peak two early pool for USA is like he was texting us. Oh yeah, he was all ch- about changing it. his picks. So it's like if we can get this stream, it will be it will be awesome because like I said, like these these are guys that we've now developed a relationship with them. And uh, but I'm especially pulling for my boy Chris this weekend because we gotta bring the beer mile back to USA, right? We gotta we gotta have him strap on that USA jersey and show the world. So when you guys are listening to this, I'm hoping right now that Chris Robertson is the beer mile world classic champion oh shoot yeah i'm not Yeah, by the time this drops it will have already happened so yeah so take all my information about us posting it on instagram you guys will have already seen it by then that's right <laughs> all i gotta say is the canadians have had it too good for too long it's, it's time for usa to, to do something right but have you guys checked out the website with the scheduled events and everything going on i haven't i haven't no there's a couple of important events that we need to be aware of so this year's world classics in germany uh, a little tough to get to at this point but they have open heats they have crew and team races i can think of a team that, that could put together a squad for the, the beer and then at the end they have relays which sounds like a blast like the beer four mile or something like that and just you and your friends are working together and all getting rocked or maybe you take turns on like your you're like i don't know the structure of it I think it's um, quarter plus, mile, so do you have like four people or two people? Nah, we should we should stretch it out even longer because we need more beers <laughs> than that There's also just like a link for the after party afterwards, so it's just like a big, you know, See, that just after, like after party is almost parties like a of, but kind of low key. The fact they have like after party bar for all the people that go. Um, anyways, we should keep our eye out on where the world championships are next year because it sounds like we could just sign up and uh, and do our thing, and then that way we can qualify for the the elite heat. The, the well, n- I told Lewis, I uh, when we had Lewis on, like, I'm dead serious. I want to run in the elite heat in Tokyo next year. Like, I'm dead serious. I am training for that. So, like, that is a goal of mine. I want to be in Tokyo next year for the World Beer Mile Classic. Is there, like, a qualifying standard you need to run? I got to imagine, like... I got to imagine if you're like fast enough, like if you have like a decent enough time, like low five minutes and you expressed interest in going like I, I got to imagine they'll they'll let you go. So I'm actually going to look into that. But I want to race in the elite heat next year. So I'm throwing it out there. If you guys want to come, you know, let's do it. But I am, I, you know, screw this relay crap. I want to be in the elite heat in Tokyo next year. That is that is my right. goal. That that is I, I, that's why that's why I'm lacing it up and I'm running the heat and I'm, I'm still doing this thing is because I want to be in Tokyo next year. Get oh, Tokyo, we, we better get on the track and start running some beer miles that we've been talking about it for a long time. We better get yep. better get going with it. So we have we have talked about our beer mile. So what we are going to do is we are going after the Miller Lite record, and we have established a date of September 28th. And so now we've talked about it a, quite a bit where, you know, finding a spot to do it, to do this and kind of, you know, doing it on the track, you got to be a little discreet. You can't have big groups of people. So I think we're going to keep it kind of quiet where we are doing it. We're going to kind of do it separate, kind of on our own. We'll, 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 uh, you know, see if we can get our sponsor to, uh, to videotape it. Um, but what we would like to do is maybe that weekend we can get a bunch of listeners to kind of submit satellite times. So maybe we can kind of get you know the 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 P two E family kind of trying to do it together on that weekend. People can submit their times. The fast times we'll say on the podcast. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean anybody who can get involved in this, I'm I'm all about it. Just There's one as many important in. important rule though. Uh, of course, we've said it before, but they're not allowed to use Miller Lite for their beer mile. That's use true. Anything else, Miller Highlight, you know, uh, anything under the, the, the Miller family besides Miller Lite. Well, well actually, l- the l- listeners can, just not the professional beer mile. Yes. Yeah, I-, I want I want an application stating why you want to use Miller Lite. And basically, all I'm going to look at in that application is how good of a runner and beer drinker you are. And if I think that there's a a, a way that you could beat the three of us, your application's automatically denied. Mm. But besides that, anybody <laughs> else who wants to run slower than us, feel free to use Miller Lite. I mean, it is a great beer. Thank you. Great taste, less filling. Everything you want in a beer and less. Miller Lite, for the love of God, would you please sponsor us? Jesus Christ. Probably I mean. They, not I tagged them in that that, that that picture, and I think that they uh, Miller Lite kind of thought we were funny at first, and they would like what we did and, and respond to stuff. They completely stopped paying attention to us. They, com- they like, almost immediately untagged themselves from that picture that I put on Instagram the other day. So, oh, man. It's a good thing I love their beer so much. Because well, that's I- the thing. Whether they sponsor us or not, they know we're going to keep drinking it, so it's like yeah. they, they don't really have anything to gain by no sponsoring us. We kind of shot ourselves in, that foot, in the foot with that sponsorship pitch, huh? <laughs> I think we are just taking the long road. You know, we didn't get the, the quick sponsorship, but let's give it time. Let's uh, let's work the pot a little more. We'll, we'll gain other sponsors, and then they'll realize how important it is for them to sponsor the show. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hey, how's your guys' running going? Whoa, weird question. No, I was mean, running <laughs> podcast. I only ask because uh, I've got a couple weeks of running in, so so you know I just want to. Are you there? just trying to brag that you've oh, yeah. actually oh, yeah. gone for a run H- for once? H- huge brag! Like two weeks of pretty much nonstop running for your boy. So good <laughs> on me. I mean, sheesh. you guys out. will uh, you guys will appreciate this. So this morning, uh, I usually run with this group on on Wednesday mornings. Um, get up super early to do, and I had every plan uh, to do that, you know, last night. But then my roommates were like, hey, we got a, we got a 5.47 tea time tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. that instead?" Yeah. It, was, it was great. There was nothing like going out golfing nine holes, like 6 a.m. in the morning. We just walked in, my nobody's favorite. in the course, he so cranked it as fast as he could. Got back to my house, like in time to get to work. I showed up maybe five minutes late for work, but I played nine holes before getting to work. That's a great feeling that's uh, a great feeling holy crap and yep. it was like the best i had hit a golf ball in like years i don't know it's something about that early morning you can't overthink it and no beers at that time which may be helpful yeah it's why he played so well yeah so that, that there's like a combination there of like a, anytime you can get up that early and like accomplish anything before work like if i get up in, in enough times to even just like sit down and like watch the news and have a cup of coffee i'm like wow i feel pretty good like like i uh, i started my day pretty good so, like, alone, like, doing something early in the morning, I'm sure, like, felt accomplishing. But then also doing something awesome like playing golf and playing well, I mean that's that's a win-win situation right there. I Mike, might be playing to be a golfer. Yeah. Or you oh, could be a speed golfer. I could. Well, that like a little tease for a future interview. We got lined like up. Thing. But, Mike, so you're telling me that you've been running? I've been running a little bit, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I don't believe it. Did you get any of it on video? I don't need that. What you would you videotape yourself running like a weirdo? Well, funny enough, whether you're married to the game of running or getting married <laughs> to another runner, let Twenty Seven Video oh. take care of all your video needs. We can show in 4K the beads of sweat on your calves in a road race or your gorgeous lake, a gorgeous wedding on a lake. Choose Twenty Seven. Li- choose Twenty Seven Video. We love weddings and we love running too. Not as smooth as delivery Trump, but it was still good. I mean yeah. the transition the transition was fantastic. The delivery nah See, yeah. I disagree. I think the delivery you had a couple stutters there, but your 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 tone and you sound like a real advertising man when you do it now. It's not like you're reading from a script. You just, you know, got a little distracted uh or some reason, but I think you're getting really good at this, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to our presenting sponsor for the summer 27 video. Hopefully we get to loop them in for a little beer mile action on the on the 28th, so we can put yep. out a cool video for the for the people and you know for Miller Lite, so they can so they can see how much we love their beer and that we are the 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 Miller Lite World Champs. Um, Guys, so we talked a little bit about it on last podcast, and we actually had an entry for you know what we should call our listeners. I have some ideas, but we got a who did we get an entry from? We got an, who was who's who went, who uh, submitted an entry on Instagram? Uh, be Steve Bamba, Steve Bamba, and what was his uh, what was his idea? Uh, shout out uh, the, the Bomba chant, one of the greatest chants of all time. Uh, his it was preseason All Americans. Preseason All-Americans. I like it. I like it. You guys, Did you guys come up with any ideas? Uh, I had a couple of terrible ones. Trent, why don't you go first? <laughs> uh, I just want to hit on how much... Uh, I don't know that Preseason All-Americans flows off the, the tongue, right? Like, it, it's not easy to say. There's a lot of syllables in there, more than I can count to, but... That is that is like the definition of peak too early right there. Oh yeah, like, that yep. was a big joke for us in college because our our coach used to make fun of a couple runners that were always in shape at the end of the summer and then fell apart at the end. But like here she is, you know, preseason All American. You know, you show up, <laughs> you're you're in way too good a shape because you've just been hammering like 20 more miles a week than you should be, and then a month later you're just hurt. You know, you're going to the ice bath every day so. I really appreciate, you know, a thought with Preseason All-Americans. I can think of a few uh, Preseason All-Americans very close to my heart, who I won't shout out on this podcast. But I don't know if it rolls like it's easy enough to say for it to be our listeners. What do you got, Trent? You got any ideas? No, that was my way of... Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that that <laughs> was your contribution yeah, now, to the group? I did I did some brainstorming last night and I came up with some like you said, like some creative ideas, stuff that really described who we are and maybe who our listeners are. But like you said it's gotta be something that flows off the tongue. Maybe a little alliteration. You know, maybe we go with the peaked posse. What do you think? The peaked posse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the po- the word posse I don't love. Not my favorite word. Oh, okay, I okay, thought it was good. I thought it was great. <laughs> What do you got, Mike? They're not good. So all right, uh, let's let's start the roast of Mike Chandran. We got uh, the rabbits. Oh you my God! You know, like they're God. setting the well, they're like setting it. the pace. All right, we got we got um. What is my other one? Uh, the front runners. Is we that got a serious idea? <laughs> <laughs> we got we got the anchor. Okay, Steve. What else do you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, all That's all I got. That's all. we got. All right. I would say that the preseason All Americans are the leader in the <laughs> clubhouse. clubhouse. Yeah. Although yeah. I think the Pete Posse has some potential. I like the alliteration. I like. I like having a posse. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we'll still we'll keep working on it. If anybody, yeah, has I don't we don't need to force it. We don't need to force <laughs> it. We'll go, we'll go back to the drawing board. If anybody has any ideas, let us know. <laughs> um, and, on well, so guys, this is a lot of fun. Um, and so, what we're trying to do here is like I think what we're we're doing we we've we've landed some awesome interviews, and we're doing a great job with the interviews, and we're gonna keep doing that. Um, that's gonna be kind of like the basis of what we're doing is we're gonna try to reach out to people, interesting people, people in the sport, people that we want to talk to, get them on the podcast. But every once in a while, every third, fourth episode, we kind of want to get back to our roots a little bit and just kind of, have the three of us on here and have some fun because I think that's an important part of what we want to do with this podcast. Yeah, you just got to be with the boys every now and again, you know? Yeah, yeah. So please, oh, this was a fun episode. Um, thank you for listening. Mike, let's <laughs> kick off the bell. Lap. Yeah, so a couple episodes ago, I talked to Jess Harris to try and get some advice about how to convince my wife not to get a dog. <laughs> I have a dog now proud dog owner Um, and that's great because what I'm looking forward to most is now I get to take my dogs out for runs and I know what you're thinking no it's not so I can you know grab extra miles or get exercise for my dog it is because my new dog it gets very distracted very easily and likes to stop a lot so now I can take her out for runs and when she stops it's not me stopping. It's not like I'm like tired and need to catch my breath. So I get the break, but I don't have to feel guilty about stopping my run. So it's a win run situation. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Very nice, very nice. Trent, what do you got for the people? This is uh I got I got two things because Mike just inspired me to give a shout out to the, the most legendary dog of all time, my dog Yogi. Now he is, is your name, Yogi. <laughs> uh Yogi used to piss like three hundred and four times on <laughs> mile walk it was incredible there was nothing he would do a thing where he stands up he's a guy dog puts his leg up and nothing comes out he just needed to mark his territory and pretend like he was going so shout out to ghost yogi but what i wanted to say was um i am i am such a running nerd now then i never thought i would be this on my youtube with all i had to go on youtube to watch something today or i wanted to All my, like, suggested videos or recently watched videos, whatever it is, are all just, like, running videos and all this stuff from USAs. It used to be just, you know, like, weird early 2000s ACC basketball and, (laughs) and, like, ASAP Rocky, and that was what I would watch on my YouTube. And now it's, like, you know, interview with Ingles after the championship or how to run a a, a 1500 with uh, the hell's Blankenship or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, and i'm like dude what what's going on here it's it's weird to see that stuff i feel like some of my nerd college running roommate friends um and roommates and such so i used to have that so i guess i uh i'm washed now i'm officially a running nerd but we're nerds having fun with the there. trend we're having fun with it the- nerds are cool dude nerds are cool <laughs> dude, it's funny you guys saying that stuff about about your dogs. My dog is actually a great runner. She's a really good runner, but I've never felt closer to her as like, if it's, if it's too hot out, like I'll, you know, I'll say, say her name's Miley. Miley, you want to go for a run? She'll run to the door, wag her tail, we'll go outside and then she'll stop and she'll look at me and she'll like pull on the leash to go back inside. She hates running when it's hot out. So I just feel really close kinship with my dog, uh, in, in the summer <laughs> running months. Um, but uh, other than that, guys, if you're not subscribing on iTunes, if you're not following us on Instagram and you're listening to this podcast, you got to do that right now. Other than that, I would have run faster, but I peeked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. He was gone through good stretches, but the grain of salt and bring him down in Red Sox terms these days. That's true. To all Red Sox pitchers, I would say David Price is at least good. That's that's fair. That's a pretty low bar, though. <laughs> oh, okay, you're Not gonna wear clothes tonight. Uh, I can put some on. I just didn't know you guys were gonna be so early. So, I, this is how I normally am. woman, I am weak. On the table, I love this. it got me through my dark hour. Heard the thunder clapping felt the desert burning. Until you pulled over me that I could sleep.